Hey, it's Trip from TripAdvice.com, and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This episode is an interview with a new friend of mine named Nick Notas. Nick is a dating coach for men, and I've actually been following his blog for such a long time, and and uh, we finally ended up getting together and doing an interview. I've really been wanting to talk to him and, and connect with him, and I'm glad I did because he's got a lot of great advice to give, and he's an excellent, excellent dating coach for men. And so today we're going to be talking about how to meet cute girls specifically in social settings, right? So this is basically how to make friends and how to meet girls in more warm environments, meaning it's not just going up and cold approaching a girl, right? But how to actually meet them when you're at some sort of function, all right? So we go over how to do that, how to start conversation. He dives really deep in all the steps it's going to take to do that. So if you haven't heard of him, I suggest you check him out. It's nicknotas.com. And if you have any interest in doing any coaching with him, well, he will help you. Become an irresistible gentleman at nicknotas.com. But for now, here is our interview, and he's going to teach us something about meeting girls. Here you go. Hey, Nick. Awesome to have you on the podcast today. Hey, it's great to be here. Yeah, so exciting. For you who are listening, uh, it's funny. Nick and I have known about each other for a very long time. Um, Nick, you are definitely... Uh, like an indirect influence of of my work because I just saw other people when I first started who were teaching dating advice in a really healthy, authentic way. And, you know, as we were talking about before on our personal call, um, there wasn't many people doing that. And we were doing that. You know, we were doing that years ago. I think maybe coming off of a lot of the um, pickup wave that was going on. So... Yeah, it's just finally cool to uh, to be in touch with you and and speak to you on the podcast. Yeah, it's great to to be here, and I agree. I knew about you for a long time, and and what I really liked was not to say everybody, but back then a lot of people were really focusing on like you need to to think about dating in like really specific terms and using really specific terminology and and memorization and all this stuff. And uh, I think just going a more human route and a more organic route and saying, like, it all boils down to human connection in the end. And that's what people have been trying to do for thousands of years. So there's got to be a more regular way to, to teach this. Totally, totally. And I think that kind of is a great bridge right there into talking about connection. And we're talking today about social circle and, and making friends and the importance of friends um, but really quickly, just before we dive right into that, for any of the guys who are listening who have not heard of you, how did you get started? Give us like your short story of how you got into this, why you know this stuff, and and the whole background. Sure. So it really started organically for me. Uh, I mean, I always had a passion for psychology and relationships. I mean, I think since like 10 years old, I've been reading weird psych books and self-improvement stuff. Uh, specifically in the dating realm, I got into it uh, where I was in a two-year relationship from like 17 to 19. I got dumped on my two-year anniversary. Uh, at the same time, a lot of stuff was happening in my life, like my dad got a heart attack. And basically, uh, I had to drop out of school for the time being, support my family, lost my social circle, lost the girl that I was dating that I was in love with or I thought I was in love with at the time. 
and really said, okay, what now? Um, I lost all my confidence for a long time, probably like six months. And after quite a bit of self-pity, I uh, realized like, okay, well, I have to do something about this. And I have no clue how. Um, so I just started researching stuff online about being social and dating. And I always say I, I can't be certain, but I think there was some David D'Angelo uh, stuff online back then. It was probably one of the only people that was posting. And took some of the advice and said, okay, maybe this will work, maybe it won't, but let me try it out. And really just started going out and being terrified to talk to people for a while, uh, and then finally pushed through that. Did a lot of experimentation, and really within the first year of going out, uh, I got noticed in Boston. A lot of people were like, hey, this guy's going out to really cool stuff. He has a lot of friends. Um, and then a couple of my friends that I'd made, uh, one of them reached out to me and said, hey, listen, could you teach me what you, you're doing? And I was like, well, this is cool. Like, I've always been interested in this field. And if this is something that I could do and really help people and teach everything that I've learned and still survive, um, I would love it. There would be probably nothing better. Um, so I started really with a couple of local friends. Then I joined a couple of national quote unquote dating companies and then went off on my own a couple years later and basically have what, been what's going. A, what's a national dating company? Uh, a pickup company. Um, so I will say, I, I don't want to put too many people on blast, but, um, I worked for new social systems, which was a friend of mine named Keith. He doesn't do that anymore. Um, I worked very briefly, didn't do much work for, uh, some other people. And then I worked for the professional wingman. Uh, his name's Thomas Edwards, a very, very cool guy. And at the end of the day, like a lot of them, uh, especially Thomas had a healthy way on things, but I thought, okay, there's a middle ground here. A lot of people are teaching really practical stuff, but maybe not always in the healthiest way or the smartest way. And then there's a lot of psychology and underlying concepts. How can I pull out all the stuff that actually matters and teach it in a way uh, that is authentic to a person's personality? Basically, instead of saying, here's somebody, I got to teach them how to do all these tricks and fit into this box. I want to say, what are the underlying principles at work and how do I tailor it to each person that's coming at me? Right. Within reason, of course, there are some overriding uh, ideas that apply to everybody. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of took a backward spin on it and said, cool, I want to really get into the, the meat of things. And here I am, man. Wow, that's awesome. That's it sounds like a almost similar story of mine. You know, I had my own issues and I, you know, got them pretty much solved. And after that, it was like, well, I like I'm passionate about this and I know there's a lot of other guys out there who are like me and it was fun giving the advice and helping some of those guys you know people who reached out and and yeah and then just started helping more guys so you know guys it's uh you know Nick coaches and he he does a lot of of help with with guys over the phone and in field is that right yeah absolutely and it's cool, right? Like the first time you did coaching and it actually made a difference, especially in somebody's life you care about, it was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, wow. Like Best I'm, feeling ever. Like best feeling hands down. Yeah, absolutely. And it's got its ups and downs. I mean, it's extremely frustrating at times to want people to succeed and, and to feel their pain and their struggles. Um, but for me, it's it's awesome. And I love every day of it. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's it's a journey. Like it's... You see guys, when you're coaching guys out there and you see them mess up, you feel their pain. You know, it's like, 
it's intense empathy. You're just like, oh, I know how that feels. Like, it sucks. And then, like, when they do really well and they get a number from a really cute, awesome girl and they come over to you with a big smile on your face, you're just, you're elated. <laughs> you're elated for so many reasons. Like, one, listen, I'll be honest, there's a little bit of an ego involved. You're like, hey, look what I did. You know, I sure. helped this guy. And you feel good that what you did worked. But then the other side, which is even bigger, is like, wow, now this guy, you know, with these simple tools that he didn't know before and now does, is going to have his life changed. And it's just like, you get so excited for them because you must put yourself in their positions because it happened to you. And then you're like, ah, this person's happy right now. And it feels so cool. Yeah. And it's, you go through the same journey. And then what's really interesting about what you said is, um, one of my best friends who I started with this said, you know, it starts with dating and like all these guys, you know, they want to learn how to develop these social skills and meet women and, and be a rock star or whatever. Um, and then I've never seen any other movement maybe than dating advice lead to guys really transforming who they are and taking an interest in everything else about their life um, than the prospect of meeting women. <laughs> it's, and, yeah, it's so true. Keep going. Know? Yeah, no, it's just, it's it's crazy. Like fitness, Zen, meditation, whatever. There's something about, you know, I need to learn and go out and, and fish for myself and be, be a real man. Um, and once they start to taste that, it's just like a never-ending rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, listen, sex is powerful and it is the quickest allure in terms of like trying to get better at something in terms of personal development, I would say, you know? It's just, it has such a power over us as, as humans. So I think, you know, my theory of that, because I agree with you, that's, that's definitely, that happened to me. You know what I mean? Like it happens to a lot of guys. Is like you kind of get sucked in and you're like, I really want to learn how to meet women. You don't think about personal development or growth or like anything really. And you learn and you have access to that information because of the internet and because of, you know, what's available out there. And then you end up figuring it out and you get to the point where you're like, well, what else can I do? If I, if I can do that, which is, which, is, which is seemingly difficult when you first get into it, you're like, if I can do that, there's, got, there's probably even more, you know? And then you start, and also just by, by learning how to meet women, like even now, not to get too meta here, but like listening to this podcast as we're talking, you know, it's like you, you get introduced to other, other personal growth worlds because it's all really interconnected, you know? Yeah. It's all the same thing, right? If you're making yourself more attractive, if you're learning how to communicate better, if you're learning how to develop self-esteem, it's going to trickle into every area of your life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, okay, cool. Enough ranting about that fun stuff. Let's, let's get into <laughs> some good information here. Now, we were talking and bridging our way into friends, making friends, social circle, why it's important, why making friends is important, and how to do it. You know, like what, what is... Uh, what is the, the best way to go about meeting new people and what's the whole point of it? So what are some of your maybe initial thoughts you can start us off here? Yeah, I think uh, good friends means good connections, which leads to real happiness. Uh, I wrote an article not too long ago um, and, and just kind of understanding a lot of people change 
chase different forms of happiness in life, whether it's money or lots of women or whatever. And not to say those things don't make a more awesome life, um, but there are plenty of people that are unhappy with those things. And what I kind of realized, and maybe it'll change later in life, is what makes most people happy and what most people think about long term are two things. Uh, One, meaningful connections and two, meaningful experiences, often with those meaningful connections. And when I use the word meaningful, it's relative to the individual, right? So it's like whatever experience that you gain fulfillment out of or growth or happiness or, or you know, feeling secure in um, is going to be somewhat individualized to you. Uh, and so I think having good company and sharing that in life, there's not much else that is is that powerful whether it's family or friends or or romantic partners so i think long-term happiness is the answer yeah yeah i think so too i think so too so let's talk about how guys can do that if they want to make new friends what's the best way to go about doing that so i always say start with finding what interests you Uh, so a lot of people they think that they need to go to specific designated social spaces, right? You need to go to bars. You need to go to clubs. You need to be introduced through a friend. Um, and I think that's just obviously BS. Uh, it always starts with what could I do that would be potentially fun to me or potentially challenging or that I would enjoy my time in? Um, if there's nothing that resonates with you there, then say what sounds like it wouldn't suck. Because <laughs> there's a lot of guys that start off and they're like, well, nothing sounds fun except sitting in my house. Uh, and and then they argue, oh, I'm an introvert. Well, you can do more introverted activities. You can you know, go into more low-key situations or events or classes or go into more small group situations. Um, so really starting to say – what do I? What have I always been inspired by, or what? What could I try to do? And and thinking through that lens, because if you're enjoying something and you're having a good time, one, then even if you don't meet people that night or it doesn't go well, it's still going to be rewarding. And then two, when you're in that better mood and you're actually enjoying yourself, you come off more attractive to other people. So the first practical step I tell people is like. Wherever you are, whatever city you're in or town you're in or the closest city that's near you is like jump on Google and say, you know, Boston event calendar. And usually the first couple of results are going to be, you know, a a magazine like Boston Magazine. The city of Boston is going to actually have an event calendar and then maybe a couple other local sites. Um, Try to steer away from like big event concert sites unless you're just looking for music. What I want to look up is like, What's going on in the city that somebody might have posted to some small like newspaper or magazine or, or city website? And so whatever so that like is. kind of more local-ish type events. Yeah, not just like, oh, here's some big name concert coming in, which can be great if that, you know, that's part of it. But I think a lot of people when they think, okay, I got to go find social activities or events, they only think in those bigger topics like meetup groups or something um, and there's like always local salsa, right? There's some wine tasting meetup in Boston. They have uh, museum nights where you can get drunk and like go in the museum with people um, to music. That sounds um, fun. Yeah, right. Uh, I've done cooking classes and hiking groups and kayaking events and you name it, man. Shakespeare in the park, and you're talking before you guys settle down. Like improv. 
literally endless. Um, unless, of course, I mean, the only negative is if you are really in a rural area with no bigger city, then you're going to be limited by that um, to some degree. Most people won't fall into that that category that are really trying to. Um, but yeah, you know, so then say, cool, here's like, you know, a couple of related things that look interesting to me. Let me make a, a goal to even go to one in the next two weeks. All right. And, and just mark that down. And I think the second most important thing is starting to hold yourself accountable to do those things. So you start with, okay, what sounds interesting? Let me research that. And then two, now how can I actually get myself to do that? And so let's talk about some accountability things. Um, easiest ones is getting a friend to go with you, right? Inviting somebody you know. A lot of people don't do this to build their social circle. They're like, oh, I have all these friends, but nobody ever wants to hang out. And then I ask them, 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 hang out? And the answer is like, always no. <laughs> and like, it's a guy thing, like, oh, I don't want to reach out first. Um, but it's amazing if you start extending your reach to people you know and saying, hey, I'm doing this cool thing, or even I'm going to host something, or I'm going to this event class, I thought you might like it. And even if they don't accept it initially, now you're on their radar. They're like, oh man, he's doing something cool. He's inviting me. I'm going to think of him next time. And they're going to start reaching back out to you. And it becomes this consistent thing where you guys are, are constantly making plans and trying to get together. Um, and so just you know, holding yourself accountable to, to immediately invite a friend to it. Um, you could even post or text a friend, even if they don't want to come out and say, hey, I'm, you know, going to this event next week, you know, text me the day before and make sure I'm not chickening out. Uh, and then there's obviously some other ones where I tell people to, you know, put reminders on their on their smartphone to go off, uh, do multiple reminders if they need it, uh, put post-it notes on their desktop computer or their laptop that says, you know, this event, this date. Um, whatever kind of constantly forces you to see this thing so that you can't just easily push it out of your mind. Uh, I give a great example of when I really wanted to start losing weight, and obviously they just didn't make me lose all my weight, but I put a pull-up bar in my kitchen doorway, and every time I'd walk to my kitchen, I would be forced to see that pull-up bar and had to do a set. And that just started that habit of like, cool, I'm holding myself accountable to take the first step, which made it a lot easier to continue with other steps. So search for something that sounds interesting, then start holding yourself accountable to even go out there once every two weeks. You don't need to start off like, you know, three times a week, um, but just even getting your foot in the door and getting out of your house and trying something new is huge. Do you think it's better for them to go out alone or with a person if they had the choice? And I, as some people, I guess, maybe don't have any friends and, and, or don't like the friends that they're with. So what do you think is better if they have the choice? If I had the choice, I don't know. It really depends on the situation. So I love my independence. Um, and when I travel, I, I, I would say both. It really depends on the person. And, and let me explain. Um, sure. I've traveled alone and I've traveled with people and both have been really equally rewarding experiences. I've, tra I've gone out to bars alone and with people. Both have been really rewarding. Um, nowadays when I'm like going out to a bar or I was going to meet, you know, specifically women, uh, it got to a point where I really enjoyed doing it with good company, um, more than solo just to, to have friends and enjoy regardless and then catch up with them. So to start, I would say it's always easier to have a friend because it kind of gives you that support system. It gives you that motivation easier to like push each other and challenge each other. 
But I also just want to say, don't let that limit you if you don't. So many guys, the first thing I say is like, okay, you know, they want to learn how to meet somebody out and about. And they say, well, won't people think that's weird? I'm alone. And I say, yeah, if you feel it is. You know, if somebody comes to you and says, hey, where are your friends? And you're like, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't really have anybody that wants to go out with me. And like, you're feeling sorry for yourself, then that's the way they're going to perceive it. If you're like, you know what? Uh, I didn't have any friends that wanted to come out, but I still wanted to meet cool people. So I said, screw it and made it out here. And then they're like, wow, this dude had a lot of confidence to come out here and be okay with it. And it can be seen as a value because everybody wants to learn. Everyone wishes they had the ability to be more independent and, and meet people that they always pass up on opportunities, whether it's friends. So to start, probably easier having a friend. But if you can't or you just want to continue building your skill set, going out alone, absolutely. Some of the best nights and, and travel stories I've ever had have been myself and making friends during those activities. Totally. Yeah, listen, it is hard to go out alone. It really is. It's one of the more harder things that I've ever done when I was sure. trying to just get better with meeting girls, meeting people. It's tough. You don't have that crutch of someone to talk to. So yeah, I agree. It's like it's positives and negatives, you know. Sometimes it is good to go out with someone because well, it does make it a little bit easier and then maybe that helps you get into more conversations easier, or help you loosen up, you know. Um but then going out alone, I mean, talk about you know, that famous saying, you know, growth happens outside your comfort zone. This is the best example <laughs> of it. I mean, like, you're outside Shit, you're of your comfort zone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's scary. It's because you're like, basically, you know, what happens is if you don't talk to anyone, you're all alone. And it's not like that you're lonely per se, but it's like you, you start getting in your head. Are people looking at me? Or people think I'm weird because I'm alone. I got to talk to someone now. I got to talk to someone now. And so, you know, it's so funny because... Sometimes that pressure is good because you should be talking to someone now. You should start talking to people right away. And then you find that once you push yourself to do that and doing it alone, it's like not as hard as people think it is. You know, it's, it's, it's really a great growth experience to be able to do that. But, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that you should try out both. I don't know. That's my opinion is, is try out both. You're kind of Agreed. saying something like it depends what the situation is. You know what I mean? It depends. Like if it's a singles event, go alone. You know what I mean? Like it's fine. Go alone. Start up a conversation with people. Like people are there to meet people. If it's a networking event, go alone. You know, you don't need to go with someone. Um, sure. If it's I had a friend who even wanted to detach and went to Costa Rica for a couple weeks by himself. And he said it was the most like relaxing and, and mentally clearing experience he's had in a very long time. You know, going to a completely foreign country, dropping yourself in and saying like, cool, I'm going to live like a local and if I meet friends, great. I like that. That's a good attitude too. You know, not just focused on purely on the outcome, but just going to enjoy yourself and then seeing what happens. <laughs> Hard not to enjoy yourself in Costa Rica, right? Sure. <laughs> Why? Let's let's label this. This is a new technique. It's called the Costa Costa Rican uh, mentality. And you should, I think, guys should bring that into all their events. Same idea. I'm going to go and I'm, I'm going to have a good time. I'm not going to yeah. meet people. I'm going to have a good time, and the result will be meeting people. Exactly. And, and it makes it so much easier, like I said, is if you're doing something that you probably are going to have a good time at. You want to go shoot pool? Go shoot pool. Like you want to 
learn how to cook better, like go take a random cooking class that you have fun with. I took a cooking class in Paris last year and had a they did creme brulee with a blowtorch. I mean, that was freaking awesome, man. I was <laughs> I was, you know, doing a huge ass blowtorch and then you know, it was it was it was fun regardless. Um because it's adding something new to you or it's challenging or it's growth. It's a lot harder to do that. That's why like I got out of the mentality after a long time of most pickup and dating was like you have to go to bars. That's number one. And the truth is like it's an it's a great place to meet people. I met my wife in a bar. Uh but a lot of people I know just don't enjoy it by themselves and they're not going to. They're not going to enjoy, you know, they can learn to, but they're not going to always enjoy just sitting around having a drink, staying by themselves. Right. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. I like that. So um, before we wrap up here, because I think you've given some really good information, maybe give us some tips on how guys can start conversations with girls and with other guys in these social situations that we're talking about, whether you're in Costa Rica or you're at, you know, some sort of local event or something. Any any ideas there? Yeah, I think just making it relevant to the moment is always the safest bet, especially because if it's a social activity or an event, people want to meet people. So, you know, you don't need to go in like, hey, I thought you were really cute and I wanted to say hi. Like, great, if you want to go really strong and direct, awesome. But I think... Um, making an offhand comment, making an observation, uh, is always awesome. Um, so maybe, you know, you're next to somebody at an improv class and you're like, Hey, uh, you lean over and you're like, Hey, totally go on easy on me. You know, uh, it's my first time, you know, be gentle. Right. And she laughs or like, you know, where the hell did you get that wit from? That was insane. Right. And, and based off a little dynamic you guys had and they start laughing um, and then obviously you can introduce yourself or, or keep talking. Um, at yoga, like, yo, check it out. You're going to be totally jealous of my, my best crane pose ever. Uh, you're at a party. Okay, maybe it's somebody you know, like saying, hey, listen, uh, I need a beer pong partner. Are you up? Right? Or how do you know John? Okay. Um, while traveling, I tell something relevant too is like, I'd be the stupid tourist. You know, I don't have a fanny pack and such. <laughs> but like yeah, yeah. I try not I try not to Google and Yelp stuff so much beforehand as much as I used to and just go and ask somebody, hey, listen, I really love a good, you know, latte. Where can I go that's not Starbucks? Or like I'm looking for a good more low key dance night tonight. Or what's some you know uh monument or something. What's something off the beaten path most people don't see? And and Great just question. saying something relevant to them. Um that that strikes a chord that seems interesting, and especially when traveling. I mean, they want to share. If you're excited about learning from them, most people are excited about sharing that. Um, that goes for hobbies too. Like, hey, listen, can you do me a favor? Can you tell me, like, how'd you do that? You know, how'd you think of that line? Like, how'd that, you know, come to come to come to your thoughts, right? So something relevant, something in the moment, an observation, an offhand comment about what you guys are doing, uh. Right. I was at the beach. I was I took a a retreat. I, I hosted a retreat for a couple guys. And the first approach I did, we were at a beach and literally I just sat I, I saw this girl reading a book and it was a really crazy cover, like this old man jumping out of a building. And I was like, Man, that is one crazy cover. And she started laughing and I was like, What's it about? It's gotta be like really uh, it's gotta be really interesting. And it was a it was a cool story and whatever, but it's relevant. 
you know, you don't need to think that crazy. People are like, oh man, I got to say the coolest line. It's just got to be related, something relevant, asking their opinion about whatever you guys are doing, sharing an opinion. Oh, have you tried the, you know, clam bake hors d'oeuvres? Oh my God, I'm going to die. Oh my God, you know, I ate like four of them. Uh, and that's it, man. Is I think this, the easiest way to not overthink it and get anxious is just to feel in the moment what's going on in your head. What are you, what are you feeling? What's exciting about this? What do you want to learn? What do you want to know? What can, joke can you make out of your out of the situation? And start with that. Yeah, I like that. Very simple, very easy ways to just get a conversation going and and not overthinking it too much. You know, it's just it's crazy how easy it really is once you're just in there. You can really say anything and just. And just keep it going and, and show a genuine interest in that whatever's going on, you know? Yeah, and if if this is something new to you and you're worried about, oh my God, I don't know how to hold a conversation or I'm worried about getting rejected or whatever, just practice doing that. Just go up and say an offhand comment like, hey, that was an awesome set you did. It's totally inspiring. I want to get that good. Oh, thanks so much. Cool. Yeah, have a good day. And then walk away. And then get comfortable with just being more off the cuff and more in the moment. And then... Start from there. Once you get a couple of those down, your anxieties lessened, you feel more comfortable about it, then start engaging people for longer. I love it. That's fantastic. Nick, thanks so much for being here today and sharing some of your golden nuggets. I think uh, yeah. the guys have, <laughs> have learned a little bit here about how to go out and, and meet people more in, in social settings, which is which is huge. Like you said, bars are great, but it's not the only thing that you can use to to meet more people, you know, there's a lot of other options for us. So, you know, Nick, tell us, you know, where guys should go to find you and if they want to do coaching with you and and learn your stuff. Sure. My site is just my name. It's nicknotice.com, N-I-C-K-N-O-T-A-S.com. Uh, you could start by reading my blog. I, I post weekly and I've been writing for years and years and years, tons of good info on there. And then if you're interested, I am hosting a retreat uh, November 11th through the 13th in Austin, Texas, and it's going to be basically all on charisma. So how to everything that we talked about today, how to be more engaging to new people, how to be more magnetic, how to get real interest quickly, how to be a better listener, how to engage people with better questions, um, all that's going to be covered. And you can check that out at conquercharisma.com. Awesome. So I'm going to be honest with you, you know, because the guys listening right now are going to be like, wait a minute, that's already passed because this will be coming out after November 11th. <laughs> but I'm no sure problem. that if they go to Conquer, was it Conquering Charisma? Conquer Charisma. Conquer Charisma. If they go there still, um, maybe there'll be updates on future retreats. Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing a retreat. My goal is to start with four years, so one every three months. So yeah, they can come up to the next one. Awesome. So guys, go check that out. NickNotas.com, ConquerCharisma.com. Nick, thanks again. Yeah, thank you.